A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health. I'm Richard and welcome to the May show of A Space to Speak Your Mind, a radio show and podcast about mental health and well-being in association with Cornwall Mind, made by people with lived experience. We do occasionally cover subjects that some listeners may find distressing. For more information, help and support, you can visit cornwallmind.org. On this month's show, as we look towards Mental Health Awareness Week that takes place from the 15th to the 21st of May, I'll be finding out about this year's theme with Joe from Cornwall Mind. I'll be chatting to Stephen McCulloch, Executive Director at With You, the drug, alcohol and mental health charity, which is raising awareness of drinking dangers as the cost of living crisis is driving people to buy cheaper and stronger alcohol from supermarkets. Nearly 40% of people in their latest survey say they're drinking due to feeling sad, depressed or anxious, with over a third feeling lonely and isolated and some saying they feel more comfortable drinking alcohol alone compared to a year ago. I'll also be talking to Heather Taylor from Cornwall Mind to discover more about the new art group taking place in Newquay this month. And I'll be speaking with Kirsty Hall, the Social Investment Manager at Nationwide Building Society, to find out why charities face the perfect storm of rising energy bills, falling donations and a surge in demand for services, as applications begin on their grant donation of £60,000 to charities in need across the UK. That's all on this month's A Space to Speak Your Mind. A Space to Speak Your Mind. It's A Space to Speak Your Mind and we welcome back Joe from Cornwall Mind to join us here on the show. Great to have you here, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Richard. It's good to be here. So it's Mental Health Awareness Week from the 15th to the 21st of May. Can you tell me what this year's theme is? Well, this year we're focusing on how the cost of living crisis is impacting our mental health. People just aren't prioritising their mental health as perhaps they would because they're too worried about paying bills, paying the rent and getting food on the table. This cost of living crisis is really impacting the mental health of people and we need to be doing something about that. And how can people get involved this year? So the campaign is obviously raising awareness of mental health and encouraging people to reach out for support, starting those important conversations about mental health whether it's with friends family or at work and mine have got a really good message we can't fix the cost of living crisis but we can help each other cope we're encouraging people to share our social media campaigns we're on instagram facebook and linkedin at cornwall mind we're encouraging people to signpost other people that might need our help to the services that we offer everything's on our website cornwallmind.org. And we're talking this month about the cost of living crisis and how it's affecting people. And of course, donating is a very big part of how Cornwall Mind operates. So can you tell me about the effects that that's having? It's such a a difficult thing, really, because obviously we're trying to support people that are struggling themselves. And at the same time, we're still asking for donations and support where possible. So we're saying if you're not sure about raising money for us during this crisis, we totally understand. It's a really difficult time for people. But if you can keep supporting, it's just never been more important. We do rely on people's generosity and goodwill and the cost of living crisis is affecting us hugely as a charity and people's help really does help us keep going and providing those services that people need. Our funds that we receive just don't go as far as they did. And so many people are counting on us and our support. And we know that's only going to increase. So if people can support us and fundraise for us or donate a little something, it really is crucial to the services that we provide in Cornwall. So lots of ways to get involved, cornwallminds.org or across the social media channels. That's Joe from Cornwall Mind telling us about Mental Health Awareness Week taking place from the 15th to the 21st of May. And just let your friends and family know if these messages speak to you, then speak to Cornwall Mind and just please start those conversations about mental health. Be the reason that someone reaches out for support. Because if we keep raising awareness, at least letting each other know that there is some support out there. 
and that people aren't alone. So if you can share the campaign with your colleagues, friends, family, inspire them to reach out for support and keep sharing our social media, the more people that know about us, the more people we can help. That's Joe from Cornwall Minds telling us about Mental Health Awareness Week taking place from the 15th to the 21st of May. A space to speak your mind. It's a space to speak your mind and drug, alcohol and mental health charity with you is raising awareness of drinking dangers as the cost of living crisis is driving people to buy cheaper and stronger alcohol from supermarkets. Those who are suffering from mental health pressures related to the crisis could be increasing their alcohol consumption compared to a year ago. And to find out more, I'm joined by Stephen McCulloch, who's the Executive Director at With You. Good to have you on the show, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me, Richard. So what warnings are you highlighting from the research you found? So With You, as you mentioned, are a charity that support people with alcohol, drug and mental health issues all over the country. And we suspected that there might be a slight change in some of the people who were looking for some support from us. So we carried out a survey about the cost of living crisis and we found that nearly half of UK adults are now more likely to drink at home. Many of those buying alcohol from supermarkets. The bits of that that we want to raise awareness around are that firstly, when you're buying from a supermarket, you're more likely to buy in bulk. So really think about what that might mean for you and whether it means you'll reach for an extra drink at home and to measure and monitor that very carefully. Also, to make sure that you understand how much alcohol you're drinking. So always check the alcohol content on a bottle or a can and understand what it is that you're consuming on a day or weekly basis. So is it the cost of living crisis that you think has changed people's habits or do you think there's other factors that are involved? So we know that there are lots of different reasons that someone might have an issue with alcohol and might start drinking more than they had done previously. One of the key elements of that is poor mental health. And what our survey has shown is that over a third of UK adults drink more alcohol when they feel anxious. And of course, cost of living is one of the things that might well be making people feel anxious at the moment. And what we'd really encourage people to think about there is that drinking alcohol might feel like a good solution in the immediate, but actually in the longer term, it can increase issues like anxiety, sort of like you're borrowing happiness from the next day to make you feel better at the time. But ultimately, it will make you feel more anxious in the long term. Yes, it really brings that cycle around, doesn't it? And obviously, with alcohol being an addiction, it just spirals. So really, for someone who might be worried, how can they keep track of their drinking habits, especially if they're buying cheaper drink, as we know, it is cheaper within supermarkets and there are bulk offers that go on. There's lots of incentives to buy. So what real things that we can look for for those that are drinking at home and also for those that do enjoy the odd drink to make them aware of how much they are drinking? Yeah, so there's a couple of suggestions that we have got here. So one of them is if you are buying in bulk, maybe rather than buying six cans or four cans, buy two cans. So just take a couple of those home with you to keep within the government's recommended limits of 14 units per week. Equally, when you are taking any kind of alcohol home, really understand the alcohol content and think about how you might consume that at home. So if you're drinking something like wine, maybe put it in a smaller wine glass so that it's a smaller amount that you're drinking there. Or if you're having something like a spirit, do make sure you actually measure the happy amount that you're having so you know exactly how much alcohol you're consuming. And you mentioned before about those with poor mental health and the cycle that we might get with anxiety and with depression and some of the other things that too much consumption of alcohol can have. So really for someone that is finding that, what would be your advice really for those with poor mental health and what are the first steps that they need to look for? So alcohol can affect people in many different ways, as can mental health. 
What I would recommend is that people approach us for support and advice about that. We have a website, wearewithyou.org.uk. Not only do we have lots of really fab interactive information and tools on there, but we also have a free-to-access, confidential and free-of-any-judgment web chat service. And those people on that web chat service can talk you through anything you might want or need to with regards to alcohol or your mental health. Can you tell me a little bit more about With You? Because I've not come across your organisation before. So just on a wider perspective, what do you do and what's your ethos really? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been around for quite some time. We were known as Adaption until three years ago. We actually changed our name because we know that addiction can be a stigmatising word. So we are now called With You because it's a kind of friendly and more encompassing term. As well as running the website and the free web chat that I've mentioned, we also run local services all over the country, including in Cornwall, and we support people in lots of different ways on their particularly alcohol and drug journeys. So we'll support people through recovery and what recovery means to them, whether that is becoming abstinent or reducing the amount that they drink. And we have a wide variety of support and therapies available to people, both individually and in groups. So for those that might be worried themselves, as obviously they can go to the website and get more information there. But what about if we're worried about someone else's drinking habits? How do we go about recognising that or helping the other person to recognise that they might be drinking too much? Yes, so our research has also shown that a third of our respondents, even if they were worried about their own alcohol consumption being too high, they may not reach out and seek support. So our website, wearewithyou.org.uk, is not only there to support people who are concerned about their own levels of drinking, but also to support friends and family members who can be concerned too. And we recognise that There's lots of different circumstances and ways that people might be interacting with alcohol. And so we can advise people on how you might engage or how you might think about engaging in lots of different circumstances. So we are here to support you, whether it's you personally or if it's your friend or family member of someone who might need help. And we'll put the links to the organisation as well on our podcast notes. If anyone's listening to the radio show now, they can download the podcast and they can get the links from our notes. For now, Stephen McCullough, who's the executive director at With You. Thank you so much for being here on the show. Thanks so much, Richard. A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind. It's a space to speak your mind. I'm joined by Heather Taylor. So Heather, thank you for being here on the show. It's an absolute pleasure, Richard. So tell me about the Cornwall Mind Art Group. Well, it's a recently set up new group, a recovery action plan group, whereby people are encouraged to come along and join the group and find out for themselves how art can really help in our mental health and well-being. It's a 16-week course. Eight weeks are face-to-face and the other eight weeks, so it's a fortnightly group, and the other eight weeks, the members receive a YouTube video, a sketching video, which I've actually done myself as well. So you get a double whammy of me, basically. Where does this take place? This happens in Newquay. We meet at a building called Govnek. It's actually the HUK building at the bottom of Crantock Street. A nice little space for about six to seven members. So it's a nice small group. And we meet, as I said, fortnightly. And that's when the fun starts. And um, yeah, and the joys happen. And you mentioned about art and mental health. So what have you found as far as the connection between the two? I've had quite lovely feedback from the members already from this first group, to be honest. And I think... What lacks in a lot of us is finding time for ourselves. We're all very good at finding time for other people, looking after others. 
but finding that valuable time for ourselves in which we make that time, we come and we connect with other people, which is vital, as we know, it's part of our five ways to well-being. And it's a chance to sit and stop and focus on something else other than what's often going on in our busy minds. And the feedback from that has been really clear. One person actually said that when they walked into the group, they felt as if they'd left that busyness behind and it offered them a space to just sit and just be. And the rewards that you gain from that time and space for yourself as well is invaluable. And you obviously, you also have the reward of completing a little art project every time. And it doesn't always have to be one of that masterclass art experience. It's just the fact that you've turned up, you've had a go. Actually, you need no experience of art to come and join the group. It's very much led through succession. You learn how to use pencil and mark making. You learn about painting, colour mixing. So it's a course where you progress through it. I always mention this quote by Paul Klee, famous artist, and he says, drawing is simply taking a line for a walk. And that's basically it, really. It's not rocket science but it can offer so many pleasures. And it's a way to stop and take notice as well. We often don't take time to notice. And one thing you have to do with art is you have to be able to take notice. You have to be able to concentrate, but above all, relax at the same time. What kind of skills do you learn across the period of time? And you're saying about the different kinds of art that you might be doing. We will use different mixed media. We start off with the pencils. Because obviously, as I suggested, every member will have a YouTube video, which they can, if they wish to, complete a sketch from. So the pencils we start with, because that's your basic. And then we move on to paints. We use acrylics. We use watercolours. We've been using inks as well, painting with inks. Line and wash is another technique because by experiencing all these different techniques, there might be one thing that you really gravitate towards and want to do more yourself at home. We had one member who really has connected with nature and has found nature has suddenly become alive to him. And he said how much it's benefited his mental health and well-being. And when those pressure points appear and he's finding his emotions are really troubling him he'll go out into nature and that helps to diffuse and that's just wonderful that he's connected to nature in that way so I think for everybody there's a takeaway and everybody's different in what they've taken away from this course as well but I think above all it's to come to just have a go and to find the fun and the joys that art can bring for you and it is a very happy, welcoming group. Everybody's welcome. Like I say, you don't have to have any art experience. And is everything supplied for the people to take part? All we ask for is if they could supply an A4 sketch pad and palette paper, which you can buy very cheaply locally from the works or anywhere else you choose to buy it from. But yes, and everything else is provided, brushes, paints, everything else. But the sketch pad, obviously, they'll need for themselves at home. And the palette paper, they might need to use that, you know, if they want to do some more painting at home themselves. And how many people generally do you have in the group? It's a small group because it's a small space that we work in. So six to seven, really. Uh, No more than that. So obviously, we're very respectful of confidentiality. But it's amazing how just sitting, focusing on the painting will often bring thoughts through. And people do share and are happy to share as well, which is lovely. 
So if someone's thinking that they may have not done art for a while or they're keen to get back into it, or maybe never even tried it before, how can they take part and what's the best way to do so? Come along, just join the group. You will gain what you need to gain. I've had a member at the last group who was very, very experienced at art. In fact, could probably show me a few things, to be honest. And that was wonderful. We all learn from each other. And her insights into how she might have done things differently to me were invaluable. And equally, she'd never sketched before and found that that part of the course had inspired her to want to continue and sketch more herself. So if you haven't had any experience whatsoever, it's not a problem. And equally, if you are an experienced artist, please come along. We can share the fun together. So you you can refer yourself or you can be referred. And I guess the best way is really through the Cornwall Mind website, cornwallmind.org. There's a referral form on there. If you click on the what's ons or if you click on the groups, you'll see the art group on there. And there is a referral form now at the top of the page. So people can do that quite easily now. Absolutely. You just fill in the referral form. There's not a load of questions that you need to worry about answering. It's very clear. It's all self-explanatory. And then the process starts and then you will be contacted and then get the ball rolling from there. And when is the next course starting? Well, hopefully our next course will be Tuesday, May the 16th. So like you say, if there's anyone out there who fancies joining, get your referrals in early and you won't be disappointed. All the details are on the Cornwall Mind website and hopefully we'll have some budding artists that come through in the next few weeks. That's Heather Taylor, who is from Cornwall Mind, who runs the art group over in Newquay. Thank you so much. A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind. More than six in ten people have cancelled or cut down on their monthly charity donations since the cost of living crisis began, new research by Nationwide Building Society has revealed. It comes as Britain's biggest building society prepares to give £4 million to charities across the UK this year. So I'm joined by Kirsty Hall, who's the Social Investment Manager at Nationwide Building Society, to find out more. Thank you for being here on the show, Kirsty. Thanks for having me, Richard. So how are charities coping in the light of the cost of living crisis? Yeah, the cost of living crisis is having a huge impact on pretty much everybody, including charities. And the number of donations are falling because people are feeling the pinch, which is why we have created our community grants programme and have £4 million to give away to those charities who need money to help those in housing need. So tell me about this. This has been running a few years now, hasn't it? Yeah, we launched it back in 2017. And since then, we've given around £22 million to housing charities, charities that are supporting those who are in real need of housing support. And we are just launching this year's programme and have £4 million to give away across the UK. So tell me about some of the stories from previous years as far as charities that you've been able to help out. Yeah, of course. We see a whole range of charities and it could be anything from those that are helping people fleeing domestic violence into a home of their own. It could be supporting older people with adaptations in their homes so they can actually stay in their own homes or it could be helping street homeless people getting them off the streets and into permanent accommodation so we are seeing a wide wide range of projects and charities apply for our grants in particular we are seeing a bit of a trend in those 
charities that are supporting people with food banks and even we now have such things as furniture banks so those people who have got a home but they actually can't afford a fridge so there's a wide range of support there the cost of living crisis has changed things it might be people that wouldn't have gone towards charity organizations before so it's really affecting all of us isn't it i think everybody's feeling the pinch of the cost of living crisis and in particular charities but also there's a bit of a flip side here that charities particularly those who support people in housing need are seeing a high number of people coming to them for help so it's a bit of a vicious circle unfortunately they need the money to help all the people that are going to see them and we're seeing obviously because people are finding it so difficult that the donations to the charities have fallen over the last uh, year or so yeah it's, it's a real shame our research shows that in the southwest in particular due to cost of living one in four people have cut down on charity donations which is a real shame for many, many much smaller charities, which is why people like ourselves, we're here to help support them. So how can charities apply for the funding? We have got a website, which is nationwidecommunitygrants.co.uk. Applications are currently open for the whole of the UK, including the Southwest. And we would love to hear from any charities who are supporting those in housing needs. And as it's very wide ranging, as I said, it could be helping people who are street homeless, or it could be helping people for food banks. So it's very, very wide ranging pop over to our website and we would absolutely love to hear from you. And it's interesting how the decision is made about where the funding goes. Can you explain that process? Yeah, we've got a bit of a unique way of determining the funding. So myself and my team, we don't determine who gets funding. It's actually our nationwide customers who do. So because we're a building society, we are owned by our members and we have 11 community boards across the UK. We've got one in the Southwest. It's made up of customers, members and employees and they make the decision where the money goes because they know their communities best. I don't know every single community in the UK, but these people do, which is why we want to make sure the money goes to the best need in the area. So just remind us again where we can get more information on this. If you visit nationwidecommunitygrants.co.uk, you can read all about our programme and you can apply for a grant and applications will close at the end of May. That's Kirsty Hall, who's the Social Investment Manager at Nationwide Building Society. Thank you so much. Thank you. A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind. That's all for this month's show. If you missed anything, you can download the podcast right now on Apple, Google, Spotify or Amazon Podcasts. For support and more information for better mental health, visit cornwallmind.org or call the Mind Helpline during office hours on 0300 123 3393. You can phone the 24-7 NHS Local Urgent Mental Health Response phone line, which is free to access by anyone, any age, on 0800 038 5300. And you can call the Samaritans anytime for free on 116 123. If you missed any of those numbers, they're also on the notes of the podcast right now. And if you'd like to be part of next month's show, you can email a space to speak your mind at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at a space to speak or like us on our Facebook page. I'm Richard. Have a fantastic May. And I look forward to talking to you next time here on a space to speak your mind. A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind. <laughs>